What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 18 of Boston Strongcast. If you're new here, my name is Alyssa Orlando. I'm your mostly silent host. And if you're a loyal listener, I want to thank you for tuning back into the show. Before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to ask for your support with the show virtually. If you're listening and you like what you hear, go into whatever podcast application you're using, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, any of the ones that I have no idea what they're called, and go ahead and give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. It really helps the podcast to reach new listeners who may like our content but haven't heard of us before. And thank you in advance for your new or continued support of the Strongcast. Now to the meat of this episode, we have a great show for you in number 18. We have two of our longest standing Precision Powerlifting Systems members on to chat, Danielle Garcia and Nick Santangelo. Nick and Danielle both work pretty physically taxing and demanding jobs. Nick works for American Airlines unloading and loading planes every day. And Danielle is a nurse. So this, as competitive powerlifters, this means they are hyper-focused on nutrition, training, and recovery. So Kevin chatted a little with them about what this all means for their training and competition schedules going forward. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the show. And let's get stronger together. Hey, this is Kevin Kane with Boston Strongcast. I'm joined today by two of my lifters, Danielle Garcia, also known as Nurse Danielle, because there are so many Daniels. Say hi, Danielle. Hello. And by Nick Santangelo. And today we're going to discuss. I think this is a. Uh, I'm not Nick. Nick. Nick doesn't want to. Nick. No, Nick's a man. A few words. You do want to say hi? No, you said my last name correctly. Oh yeah, I always so, say your last name. All right. I mean, I, I do like the way that some of them say it, like on the live streams and stuff like that. Um, what was the one at National? St. Angelo? Santagello. <laughs> Santagello. People are so fucking dumb. <laughs> so today what we're going to talk about is Nick has a physical job and there's shift work required. Danielle's a nurse and she needs to work overnight. And being able to deal with some of the issues that comes with that while still training to be a competitive powerlifter is not necessarily the easiest thing. So as we get into this first... Now they can't even hear one word I said because you just scooted the chair back like that. <laughs> oh, that, that's serious though. Nick, Nick's sitting in the figure four cross-legged stance right now, so uh, we're getting down to business. So what we'll do is at first, I just want you to kind of explain, we'll start with you, Danielle, how your scheduling works, um, being a nurse, and kind of some of the things that you deal with on a day-to-day basis, like crazy people. Just don't use names because that's a violation of HIPAA. Um, why do I have to go first? <laughs> I really don't feel like... Ladies first. I'm not going to complain about my job on the air. I'll keep that. I feel like everyone that knows what I do can or uh, has an idea of what a nurse does can empathize with the madness that I have to endure on a regular basis and general population does not understand, so I'll save my uh, bitching. Um, so I work three twelves overnight. Um, By twelves you mean twelve hours. Twelve hour shifts. Yeah. Uh, so I go in at seven p.m. and I leave on time usually at seven thirty a.m. Uh, so every other weekend I work three twelves in a row. So I would do Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night, and then. However, that week falls, I might do another random day in the middle of the week. Um, if you look at the calendar on a, like a Sunday to Saturday basis, I have to do 36 hours overnight. So, really, that's it. It's not fun. 
Uh, and you're a gem when you get regular amounts of sleep, so when you're sleep deprived, you're uh, even that much it's more special. Such, okay, let's, this is just going to be <laughs> picking on Danielle the whole time. So it's three days on and then you have two days off? It really depends on the week. Like if I, okay, so say last weekend, let's take last weekend as an example. I worked Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So Sunday fell into a new week. Okay. So I, and then I went, I had a few days off and then I went back in Wednesday night and Thursday night. And now I'm off, off Friday, even though I had to sleep today. Yeah. And I'll be off Saturday, Sunday, Monday, back Tuesday night. For three in a row. For, no. For one, and then I'll have a few days off and then go back Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. So it's kind of repetitive if you finally get the groove of it, but it's difficult to kind of visualize if you can't see the calendar. Right, right. I, I mean, I get on a week to week basis when we're trying to figure out when you're training, I get so confused every time. Um, so you, you work a unique schedule also. Yeah. Um, so say a little bit about what your job is, what it entails, and then the hours. Mm-hmm. Well, I work for American Airlines as a uh, ramp agent. Um, the hours can be kind of crazy. I go from working a six-hour day to a 12-hour day, six-hour day, 12-hour day. But uh, that's going to change in March. We'll have a, basically a normal schedule, working 40 hours a week. And you're loading and unloading planes, Yeah, a lot, right? of, a lot of repetitive movement on my knees, back, shoulder, so. Right. Blue, blue collar work. And like pick it, picking up the luggage and stuff, so you're taking it off the plane, putting it onto the um, conveyor belts or whatever, yeah. and yep. so everybody can grab it. Yeah. Now, how long does it take to unload a plane? Like 20 minutes. And how many planes do you do typically in a shift? On the 12-hour days, like 12. Like 12? Yeah. So you're talking that's about four hours of loading and unloading planes total in the 12 hours. It could definitely get stressful. All right. So, I mean, and if you think of it in the giant, like, scheme of things, like four hours, it's like four hours of training almost. But then, like, you saw the bears, so I'm out in the freezing cold. Right. Freezing my balls off. Like, it's just (laughs) not fun. (laughs) No. Um, All right. So when you're at your gig, Danielle, you're on your feet the entire time, right? I get to sit down. You do get to sit down. Depending on the day. Okay. Last night I luckily got to sit down. It dep- it really does depend on how sick the pe- how sick my assignment is, what the set like what the census is like on the floor, like how full we are, um, how confused a lot of the patient population is. Like right now actually, so one of the our sister hospital just closed recently, like all the inpatient unit, except for Jerry Psych. Um, which is exactly what it sounds like, old people that are crazy. Um, So we're getting a lot of, the census has been high, like we're full constantly, and a lot of these patients are more sick than normal, and they're all confused. A lot of old people when they get sick are super confused, so they're jumping out of bed, they're screaming into the hallway, they call 911, they tell us, you know, what I complain about on a regular basis. and there's just cons. It, there's not enough downtime to actually do what you're supposed to do. Uh, so it's a lot of running around. Like some, there are definitely some nights where I have not peed for 12 hours. It's exhausting. I go home and I I can't even sleep. Like I, I have to sit down for an hour because I am so unwind. jacked up. It's alright. It's hard to like unwind working. You know, late into the night. 
Yeah. Right, especially like when you have a physical job or something that like requires you to be fully attentive like that. Like you do, you need some some type of like decompression yeah. going on. Um, I know when you started nursing, you had lost oh, ten I lost pounds. Like ten pounds. Right. So Danielle's not a big human to begin with. So you, what were you like, one hundred and forty pounds? One hundred thirty. One one forty three. One forty three, and you're like one thirty three now. I'm one thirty five now. Okay. Consistently for the past four weeks. Okay, so like you've gained a couple pounds. So yeah. I want you to kind of talk about like how you like when you first started, like you know, trying to get your lunch breaks in and like get enough calories and like drink water throughout the day and like I did it. stuff like that. <laughs> exactly. Um, I so we get a half hour break and trying to like the transition as a new nurse is. I'm sure anyone that isn't as a nurse can appreciate this. Um, it is not something that you ever really can be prepared for. I kind of think of it as like going to war. <laughs> because people warn you, like people try to educate you and prepare you for all of the feelings and tasks and things that you're going to have to learn and people that you're going to have to deal with. And it, it even still, you anticipate it and it's still not the same. Um, so there were, I mean, probably for the first... I would say three, four months of the job, I left every single day and I cried. I sat in my car and cried. I was so exhausted. And U- you just ugly so face str- crying or, or pretty face crying? <sighs> Maybe both. There were definitely days that there was ugly face crying. Okay, okay. Um, just trying to gauge the stress levels. And so I, and when I, I don't stress eat, like I, in fact, I, I, I'm not hungry when I'm stressed. So that definitely had an effect on my, my my ability to take in the right amount of calories so that was a little scary got dropped down to like low 130s i've never done that before glad it stopped yeah you're starting to kind of figure it out a little bit mm-hmm. um so nick do you get like a set break time when you're yeah, at work this is actually a decent amount of uh downtime so, so for you having that extra four hours of physical activity on top of training how do you get the calories in on a work day well, on a, on a drum blanket. Yeah. You edit that out? <laughs> Just because you asked that? Alyssa, do not edit this out. <laughs> no, like, well, it really depends on the day. Like, if I'm going to do a double, I'm going to get a lot of calories in the morning. Before you go I'll to work? A, my breakfast, yeah. So I'll wake up, I'll have a breakfast. What does that breakfast look like? Yeah, a bowl of kasha cereal. <laughs> and then, uh, How big of a bowl? It's a big bowl. It's two cups, so it's a decent amount of calories, some whole milk. And then a giant shake with uh, whey protein, oats. You drink whole milk? More whole milk, yeah. I do too. So like, before I go to work, I'm probably taking in like 2,000 calories. Okay. And then once you get to work, you... I can't even get that in in eight hours. Liquid calories. Oh my God. Does help a lot. Just make it work, right? You gotta make it work, exactly. If you follow Nick on Instagram, He's basically the powerlifting Martha Stewart at the same time, too. You can watch him do everything preparing a meal from unwrapping it to putting it on the stovetop to actually cook it. Oh, way too many steak cooking <laughs> Instagram handles, so whatever. Pages, so. so, when you're at work, how many breaks do you get that you can actually sit down and eat on a 12 hour day? On a 12 hour day, I probably get like three hours of downtime, three and a half. So, it's definitely enough time to. And how many calories do you take in during that? Work day. Probably like another fifteen hundred. So thirty five hundred on that day. Yeah. Even and that's a, usually a non training day, right? Usually, but like you're burning calories. 
Or right. Blue collar job. Exactly. So like on a training day, how many calories do you take in? Like a normal like, training day for us. If anything, I take in more carbs on a uh, on a training day. So uh, maybe an extra. 250 to 500 calories. So Nick basically is taking in about the same amount of calories on a non-training day as you would be on a yeah. on yeah. an actual training day because his job is kind of stressful. Training well, day. well, not like mentally stressful, but like on the physically, body. physically. Physically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like there are days when I wake up in the morning, like I don't want to get out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Um, so let's talk a little bit about how you guys kind of structure your eating and your training schedules around these jobs. So Danielle, you train three days a week? Yes. So you train three days a week. I want you to kind of go through how you get those in, how you get your meals in on like a typical work week. Um, I sadly have to overtly organize my life because my schedule kind of rotates a little bit. and. It interferes a lot with sleeping. Um, so I'll like I'll look at my calendar and say I'm working uh, Tuesday night, and then I know I'm going back Friday, Saturday. So I would probably lift on a Monday, maybe Tuesday morning, and then depending on what my week is like, I could either lift Thursday or Friday morning. So I have a little bit of flexibility depending on like what my social commitments are, what I, what other things I have going on during the week. Uh, but I have to be diligent about getting in and making sure that I get enough sleep because that really is probably the most important thing for me. Like at work, if I'm not, if I'm not well rested, I can't focus. And there are definitely situations where I have to be paying attention, like I have really sick patients where I have to be alert all the time because they can change within 10 minutes. Um, so that is stressful. And then eating, oh God. I really don't pay attention all that much. Like there was, okay, last week, there was a five day span. I wanted to pay attention just for shits because I, I really don't pay attention to how many calories I've taken. I know that I don't eat enough on a regular basis purely because I don't have time. Um, and I sleep during the day, four days a week. So it really just screws with everything. Um, but on a regular day, I do say that I get in like 1800 calories and that's a non-training day. On a training day, I'm supposed to get in like if I was being good, probably like 21, 2200, but it's, I, I don't get hungry. It's really challenging for me to eat all of that food when I don't want to. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm kind of like with you, like when I get stressed out, I don't I don't eat enough and like it gets hard to um, get that in. And like for me personally, I can't eat first thing in the morning. I like, teeth. I, have I wake no up. Appetite. No, I wake up hungry, but it's like I am not there at moments where I'm like, I don't want anything. I'm content with my water. Really? Yeah. I mean, so I, I can relate to that, relate to that. And like for me, knowing that I'm not going to eat in the morning, I eat two massive meals a day. Like my, my dinner literally makes Amy disgusted with me with how much food I, I put down. And just to get enough calories on top of that, I'll drink 24 ounces at least of whole milk with my, with my meal. And, uh, you know, and, and that's just like, it's what works for me. Like I've always like, for me, before when I was doing the MMA stuff, it was early in the morning, it was like 6 a.m. So like I couldn't eat then. So I'd backload carbs big time at night, have some coffee to free up some blood sugar in the morning and that caffeine and then like go at it and then eat later on. 
and like you just you find ways to make it work. Yeah. Um, so Nick, talk about your uh, how you schedule your training and your eating on those other days. So I train Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and I have Fridays and Saturdays off. So that's pretty easy to you know get in get in the gym and train. Mondays and Wednesdays I work in the afternoon and then just work at night. And then on the off days is when I do the doubles. So you train Monday, Wednesday, and then you go in to and work. you're unloading planes and those yeah. are shorter shifts, right? Shorter Six hours? Shifts, yeah. Okay, so our, our training session, so for those of you listening that may not know, we're all, so Boris Chico's my coach, we all run Chico-based templates, so the volume is, just, it's pretty high. It's insane. Nick, on average, in a four-month block, gets around 850-ish competition lifts and that doesn't include the accessory work on top of it so our training sessions you know and i think an average training day for nick is around 55 lifts um competition lifts so he'll come in he'll do those 55 plus lifts depending on the day and then you go home you eat shower go to work shower and go to work so in a six hour shift i'm assuming there's about two hours of physical Labor of unloading planes. Yeah, two, two and a half. Two, two and a half hours. So that that's a lot of that's a lot of physical activity. Um, plus, your sleep schedule kind of gets thrown off a little bit. It does, it does. But like, if you if I can take care of the nutrition and the sleep, it just helps with recovery. That's right. how like I'm able to make gains. So like at least you know it's true though. I mean those are the two most like, important yeah, things. If you're gonna work a physical job. Even if you're not working on yeah, physical well, Yeah, either way, like, like, those are two very important variables you got to control. And I think like for you guys, because you're so aware of it, of these <laughs> things being issues, that you're more diligent about taking care of it. Like you, you said a couple minutes ago, Danielle, that, um, you know, you need to get your sleep in. So you're very diligent I about making sure you get your sleep in. I say all the time. People, people, people think I'm crazy. I'm like, I don't care. You can go say, day drink by yourself. Yep. I'm good. I need to nap. And you know, and, and that's important. And you meal prep for work, right, Nick? Yeah, it's usually on Saturdays. So on Saturdays, you spend all day just cooking your meals for the week, or yeah, Saturdays and uh, Sunday mornings too. So like that's another example of being diligent to make sure that you I guys like to cook, so. get your. Uh, well, you never cook for me. You always yell at me for me. My birthday's in a week. I better get a meal. These fucking kids been asking for a steak for like two months. I know. I mean, I've heard him. I've heard him a bunch of times. Um, so, you started, you weren't working overnights when we started training together. You've no. been training for a while before that. Um, what's the biggest, have you noticed a difference in your training since you've gone to being a full-time nurse compared to what you were doing before when your schedule was more normal? So, when I was a student versus When you were now, a student, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, um... I can sleep more, honestly. Like when I was a student, there was when you're when you're in school. Like I don't care what you're doing, but nursing school is abusive. It is emotionally, just like the just like the profession. It is emotionally, mentally, physically. It's it takes you for a run for your money, um, and there are such high expectations when you're in school. And it's very competitive. You don't sleep. There were definitely more often than not. I was getting maybe five out, five six hours of sleep. And I, and you know me, I'm neurotic. I don't like doing poorly. I don't like disappointing people. I don't like not knowing the answer to questions in a, in professional and academic settings. It's a, to me, it's very embarrassing um, when I can't answer the question the right way, and I don't like not being prepared. 
and I don't think that I show my anxiety as much as um, I feel it. So I think that that is very deceiving to people. Uh, but there was in school. I, now I think I would say that I'm able to dedicate more time to lifting because before it was just, there was this was not a priority. I didn't care. Like I got I, I cared, but not enough for it to supersede. My other... I took uh, a backseat to school. Oh, a thousand. Nobody's making a living off of powerlifting, so that makes perfect sense. Now I feel like I can... You know, I have days where I feel like trash, and you'll say everything looks great, but I feel like a trash can. What do you mean? What do you mean by that? Slow, tired, ugh, everything just The weight feel heavy on your back? Ugh, everything. It's not good. And then I look at the video, and it looks fantastic, but I do not. Like, Monday, I woke up, and I flew here, and I thought I was going to throw up the entire lifting (laughs) session. Had a headache the whole time. I'm sleep-deprived. I worked three in a row, and there's no, like, I don't care how much sleep you get. After working 36 hours overnight in a row, you're dead. What makes you get up and get here and get your work done on those days? Oh, well, you'll yell at me. I'm paying for it. <laughs> Those are two kind of important things. Waste my money. Um, I really don't know. I, it, I just like coming to the gym. I don't know if it's the people. I don't know if it's what I'm doing. I just enjoy being here. I would. There's been weeks where I've taken time off because I've had to, and I'm like, what do people do? <laughs> Why am I home? You know, like when I was injured and I yeah. took that, took I think I took like a week and a half off, I was going crazy. How much TV can you fucking watch in a week? I can watch a lot of TV. Okay. Well, you're odd. But like, what do you do with all that free time? How much ice cream can you eat? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. A lot. But in, in that free time though, you could choose to do anything else. You could go for a run. You could like, why powerlifting? I've always I don't know I just think it's cool like people I think so I'm a I'm a small female um I people usually underestimate small women and I so I come from my mom's a single parent and she's always been someone to attempt to do things on her own I like I'm sorry ma you are Wreck-It Ralph and you do (laughs) unfortunately attempt to do things on your own fuck them up and then have to get expertise but it's a, it's a, I think it's a great quality to be able to take initiative uh, and do things on your own. So I think having that really great uh, role model my entire life, being a strong female, is something that is just kind of uh, built into me. And I think it just attracted me, me to powerlifting. Yeah, that's great. So Nick, there's going to be times where you feel run down, your joints hurt and stuff like that. Um, kind of go through how you deal with deal with that stuff and continue to get your training in. I got a desire, like, to be strong. <laughs> like, that's, that's it? That's, no, that's, that's a basic it. answer. That's it. That's no, a basic but, answer. like, I just got, I don't know, I, I got a desire to do things that normal people can, like, can't do. And, like, I have a pretty good why as to why Paolo. What is it? I like the physical aspect of it. <laughs> the, the mental aspect is like just the emotions you go through to meet uh, confidence, fear, self-doubt. You know, it keeps keeps your mind fresh. You know. How do you deal with those when you start to have that like lack of confidence and stuff when you're well, picking up the heavy weight? Well, it's more fear than confidence. Like if I didn't have the fear, you know. What are you scared of, Nick? 
I don't know, missing, missing lifts, not like, <laughs> not going nine for nine, but, but like there's the physical, the mental, and then there's the social aspect. There's the social aspect. So, you know, you get, you get to meet people and it's cool. It's, I can't think of like another hobby I would want to do. Like, I think the cool play video games, uh, I don't know, like what do you do? Like, she's right. Like, well, what do you do? Because this, this, this I think hobby, the only thing I want to take up is maybe learn how to shoot guns. I think that's so cool. We should Let's, develop a league where you I've already got immediately... I'm working on Tom right now. Like, you take a heavy single, yeah. and then you immediately have to blast off some rounds into a target. Yeah. Okay. Right? That should be our, our part of the going on right there. Exactly. Oh, my God. While listening to Taylor Swift. No. Yeah, that way you get, like, the best of everything. But I think one thing that powerlifting allows, right, and, you know, I know the both of you guys, I think you're competitive individuals, is it allows you to compete in something as an adult. Like, you know, once you get out of college and stuff, yeah. you know, like you played hockey. Did you play sports, Danielle? I played lacrosse in high school and for a little bit in college, but I so stopped. Like, all three of us sitting here have played college sports. Like, it gave us that, I think, that outlet to actually compete in something. And when that outlet's not there anymore, you know, you kind of, you miss it. Like, that, that competitive, like... Yeah. Definitely. I love looking somebody in the face and being like, I'm going to fucking, whatever it is, like, I don't care how long it takes, I'm going to fucking do more than you did. And, like, it's kind of like what you were saying, like, you had that strong role model and, like, you know, whether that has to do with life or whether that has to do with actual, like, sport achievement, I think it gives you that kind of outlet to, to do that stuff. Um, any closing thoughts? I go live now. <laughs> That's perfect. Nick, Nick needs to eat. Yeah. We we just we yeah. just uh, finished lifting a, a little a little while ago. Exhausted. <laughs> just want to drink craft beer right now. That's gonna put you to bed. Exactly, isn't that? Well, I got a long day tomorrow. So. All right, so we're gonna sign off here. Uh, say bye. See you later, guys. Later. Stay strong, Boston.